the way through is always heaven and earth and a pure translation point which allows the Holy of Holies, that which we call God, and allows that which we call God as a seed within ourselves and everyone else. <clears throat> we almost always quintessentially hesitate to allow that. And we're trained as babies and little children, I'm here, it's me. Watch me, look what I can do. Or look what my child can do. Or it's too bad your child isn't able to do what my child can do. Or how great that your child can do this and mine can or cannot. And we go through sequences of imparting survival and then competitive thriving on that hesitancy to allow the next breath be of heaven, of the divine, in the vessel of our incarnation, allowing that pure translation point. So this would be our will or our fear, our intensity of intention to compete and accomplish and own or possess or feel filled up enough in a temporal way when we're finished with our life. And so we justify the righteousness of being separated from heaven. We basically are having what I call the tantrum. No, not yet. No, I'm here. No, wait for me. And of course, heaven is not waiting for us. Heaven is all existing throughout time and space to be realized. And so here we live in this garden of paradise, the earth, this extraordinary, fertile and complex planet, where one might say it would be so easy to have water and to feed and clothe one another and to build adequate, modest housing and communicate and express industry on behalf of the divine in one another, if we would only be willing to do it. Now, here, always. Why not? Why don't we do this? Why are we not realizing that this is who we are? Well, someone has to say, <clears throat> let's follow the way through. Let's be a child of heaven on earth into the next breath into the next moment here and everywhere. Historically, <clears throat> if we study people who've done this, we tend to name them and try to follow some of what they have done. He did this, she did this. Then they were crucified or then they were poisoned or then we named them to be a saint or then we considered him to be Epictetus a Greek a Roman slave, actually, who then was freed and sent to Greece because the Romans were too afraid that he was so free and lovingly clear that they didn't know what to do with how heaven and earth were one in him. They had broken his legs and knees so many times he was in terrible pain. 
and he was very crippled. Yet he lived to be quite an old man. But the, the Romans didn't kill him. They were afraid that it would upset the gods of all of the Mediterranean. So they, they sent him away to live below Mount Olympus and Mount Parnassus to areas of Greece to live out his life so the gods wouldn't be displeased. And he did. Epictetus lived. And when you read quotes by him, they're extraordinarily clear. And one goes, what is this? Who is this man? Who was he? Well, I would say heaven and earth were quite fulfilled or realized in him, through him. So that in his heart and soul, the vessel became quite transparent. And the transcendental states of heaven could be expressed through that vessel without wishing harm upon anyone or anything including himself. It shouldn't be so hard, should it? It isn't so hard, except that we break each other's knees and legs and destroy one another's ability to walk freely upon the earth. When we feel someone becoming awakened, enlightened, realized, even our current woke atmosphere or languaging is very dangerous. We tend to be incredibly canceling of one another. Oh, that's not woke. I go, whoa, wait a minute. Just saying that in itself is not woke. So one needs to be very careful in the center and upper domains of the heart chakra, the spiritual heart, in the center of the chest coming up into the throat area, the fifth chakra in the throat where the much of the communication areas, both internally and out toward other beings, into the divine exist and up into the head areas and above where our upper chakras reside. We come in and tend to judge from the mind and the incomplete parts of us to say, I'm so woke, I understand it, but he doesn't or she doesn't. As soon as we move in that space, we've lost the thread of heaven. And how is the seed of the divine in you today? And in you, and in her, and in him, and in them, and in me. How shall I serve that in heaven through all of ourselves? And those upper areas are really hesitant to let go into the innocent humility of being a vessel of heaven. We like to say, no, I'm heaven. I think I've got it covered. That's not the way through. So as we enter these next few segments of the retreat, please be very attentive to the patterns of the mind and the history we have, like our software, of justifying our own greed and will to power. It's very hard for us to let them go. We identify our survival and that of our family and our tribe against other people, other families, other tribes. And of course, that is not heaven. So be very careful of your own propensity toward internal projected violence out into the world around, around oneself. So the way through. What occurs in each of us is every moment there is a, a, a spaciousness which can be occupied by wonder and awe and 
the sort of waiting of the next moment with expectation of the next breath, like a wonder of life. And in that spaciousness, we are trained over and over to fill that with judgment or arrogance or vanity or an idea that one is sophisticated or one knows better or one needs to be careful because something other than God is out there. And we tend to create around us a wall or an armoring of beliefs and patterns to protect us from heaven. And then we often say, my savior, my saint, my belief, my name for God is this, and yours is wrong and mine is right. And we have enweaponed our own soul from realizing heaven in that moment, in that breath. So as you take the next breath, let that go. Your relationship to a being such as Abraham or the Buddha or Guru Nanak or Ananda Maima or Miriam, Mary, Miriam, will remain in eternity and realized in you as the human incarnation here in this alive vessel breathing as you let go of all the ways that you might justify using one of these beings for hatred. You, if you're using them for hatred toward yourself, someone in your family, or someone in the human family anywhere on the earth, you're, you're not understanding the purpose for which Abraham or Mary has existed. So the way through is a very powerful recapitulation of our own sense of where we've lost heaven. So as you take a breath into the next moment here in your incarnation, realize my, my body, every cell of my incarnation is yearning for the way through. In Buddhism, one of the most beautiful phrases is called crossing the great water. And a being works and works, and then all of a sudden, they have the experience that they are in a stream of movement, of awareness, and a rather childlike quality. They're fine, and yet they can't just go back to the shore that they've left, the solid idea of their theologies and their languages and all the patterns they were taught were absolutely safe and must be followed a certain way. And they realize I'm, I'm sort of clothed the same way. I'm eating the same fruit or food source that was taught to me by my family, my mother, father, my kin. Where are we going? Who, who am I? What is happening here? And then if they are fortunate enough in their prayer and practice to go to the other shore, they land on the other shore and they have a quality of experience that is very difficult to speak in words or thoughts or phrases or sentences because it is a larger vessel than just the incarnation. One realizes, I am alive. I am a child or an elder, a man or woman, a person. I, 
uh, uh, heaven is within me, and yet it's just me, and I am here with you. And how do we translate heaven together between you and myself? Because I seem to be on the other shore now, calling back to you. Enlightenment. God realization. Oh, I have realized heaven on earth. How shall I translate then that every breath from this moment of divinized destiny, such a blessing forward, is to be a dewdrop of eternity? How shall I pray and practice so that I might exemplify this for you and myself and for all beings. It is also called in Buddhism, the great way. One says, ah, he has found the great way. She has entered the great way. This is what all human beings are looking for. All religions and cultures have a path which allows this accomplishment. And yet the colliding of all of our theologies, no, you have to pray this way. No, this is the way we speak of the divine. No, you don't understand. You're saying the wrong name. All those places which stop a translation point are not the direction. The direction is heaven, always, everywhere. The languaging of heaven which allows us in the current to the next breath to survive and thrive through ourselves of our incarnation to be the vessel of heaven attempt to translate for heaven, for God, in all of the divine's names on behalf of ourselves, our ancestors, and all other beings, so that we might all find the great way. The idea of restoring oneself to heaven making reparations to God allows a space to open up within oneself so that one can offer permission to oneself to awaken. Oh, I am of the human race. I am here. I am breathing. I am longing for the beloved community of heaven on earth. There you are. I can perceive you, breathe beside you, wherever you are in the world. You have my permission to awaken beyond all aspects of weapons from within yourself or from others outside of yourself, toward you, from within myself, 
or from others outside of myself toward me, from within ourselves and from within all beings toward us, so that among us all we find, oh, we are crossing the great water. Oh, we are helping one another take each other's hand and step out onto the other shore and turn back. Oh, just like the Buddha. Oh, as we honor Mary. Oh, in the name of the prophets of the Abrahamic faiths. Oh, Om, all the Himalayan masters, oh, thought that which they were trying to speak to us about beyond the mind, yet including the mind. Oh, all the devotion of saints from Francis to Ramana Maharshi, oh. How did we not know this? And be aware in the breath of the qualities falling away that are the debris, the residue of all the karmas, all the actions we've been taught to embody so that in a war of thoughts, words, causations, sentiments, memories, personalities, emotions and bodies. We can let go of the idea, I'll kill you before you kill me. I'll hurt you before you hurt me. I'll stop you before you stop me. And instead we can realize, oh, the way through. I am listening for heaven. I am looking for heaven. I am reaching for heaven. I am smelling the perfume of the flowers of the garden of the earth. I am tasting the clean water which so many people work to prepare and care for in rivers and ponds and lakes and pipes all over the world and wells. Here, would you like a cup of the clean water of the earth held in the vessel of my two hands Go ahead, sip. You have my permission. All I want for you is that your ancestors be repatriated to heaven. All I want for you is that your thirst, just like Jesus on the cross, is slaked. That you thirst no more. That you have God's permission, his permission, her permission, that great one's permission, the cosmos's permission, the absolute source's permission through me to realize that we come from heaven, sipping this cool, clean water of our earth. So many beings are cared for so that in this moment, together, we might cross the great water and find the way through utilizing these middle worlds only as a translation point to turn our first attention to heaven always. 
in our bodies here on earth always through a second attention that we willingly open to grace in this breath, in this moment, everywhere and always.